You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. And as always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 87 and uh, to start off with today, you know, every so often I talk about phones and things like that. And somebody asked me, you know, I always talk about the kind of good bargains and phones that are, uh, say, challenging the top phones. But uh, Greg from Newcastle West actually messaged me in and he said, well, what uh, are the actual money, no object, best phones, we'll say, all rounders or uh, in general just uh, wants to know what's the best phone money no object that's the way he put it so um i kind of looked at a few articles and see what see what there is to say and i'll see what i think myself um so to start i got an article on the verge and it is the best phone to buy right now so and this is quite recent as well actually it's only a few days ago so uh, let's see what they say now it's an american article so uh, it might America, you know, here we are like majority Android in America. It's probably majority iPhone. So if I scroll down here, I'm guessing, yes, the number one is iPhone. But they, they are, you know, they're they're quite good. They're very different from Android phones. Uh, and it depends on if you're happy enough in their kind of wall garden and it has everything you need is there, then it's good enough. But if you want more flexibility, I presume you'd use, an, you'd use Android. But um, I suppose for simplicity and reliability and things like that, iPhones are very good. Like they're, they're well made and everything else and they work well with each other and other Apple products and things like that. And there there's a certain amount of adaptability with other non-Apple products as well, but a lot less than it would be with Android. Uh, but number one is the iPhone 14 Pro. Uh, so it's uh, starting at $1,000 in America. Uh, ushers in some new ideas from Apple, making it kind of an early adopter special. If it's time to upgrade and you want all the latest and greatest features, then you'll need to go Pro. Yeah, and I suppose what it is, is it's like specs-wise, if you measure it to the top Androids, it wouldn't be as high specs-wise. But when you actually do tests, uh, it actually fares really well because the software, like Google, is designed for uh, to suit thousands of different phones. Where Apple's software is just to design or is designed to just suit two or three phones, and that's it. You know, or even different sizes of the same phone or slight variations of the same phone. They don't have 50 different phones in one year. So when they design a new software, it's it'll just fit uh, the phones that they have and there might be slight variations. So they can really refine it to suit the hardware a lot more. Uh, so that's why uh, they work very smoothly and they don't need they don't have huge megapixel cameras. They don't have massive batteries, but their uh, chips are very efficient because they just they're they're made to run exactly their own hardware, their own software, and uh, they work quite efficiently. So they do quite well on all those things. Their photos look really good because the software and all is made, and the hardware and all is designed to work really well together. 
uh, with the with the OS. So that's why they do work quite good. They're good all-rounders. But they, if you're coming from an Android phone, there is a bit of getting used to You know, it's a completely different world altogether. Uh, it's kind of a, a culture shock when you try. Uh, <laughs> I have the odd time I've I've tried using Apple products. I uh, you know it took <laughs> I was pressing and what's what's happening here? <laughs> it's it's a completely different kind of setup than an Android phone. But um, you I'm sure if I was given. Uh, a, a new phone, a new app, Apple phone, and using it away for a couple of weeks, I'd get used to it quite quickly. But uh, but it, there is a bit of a difference, all right. Um, number two on their list is the uh, the 14 Pro Max, uh, the bigger sibling of the 14 Pro with a large 6.7 inch screen. Otherwise, it shares the same features as the smaller model, including the new dynamic island status indicator and the 48 megapixel main camera. I already see this Android kind of uh, are trying to copy that as well as, you know, say if you connect a pair of headphones, it'll pop up the name of the headphones and um, a little pop up comes up the, the minute it's and tells you how much charge is left and things like that. And uh, the I've seen there are some Android apps already that's kind of copying that. I, I installed one of them on my phone to try it out and actually works quite well. Um, it's a Chinese app, so the, some of the writing is in Chinese, but... If I connect, say, my um, my Google Buds, uh, it pops up straight away. Google Buds, a little icon on the top, and uh, tells you how much power is left in them. And a little picture of them is there and all. So it's quite cool. Um, so the third one down on the list is Samsung Galaxy S22 Plus. Uh, the Galaxy S22 Plus features the latest Snapdragon chipset, uh, excellent 6.6-inch display, um, three rear cameras, including a three times telephoto and a great support policy, uh, promising t- uh, up to four generations of Android OS upgrades. Um, yeah, so that's quite good. It's, I'm surprised they didn't have the ultra version because that would have the bigger camera that has like, is it the 200 megapixel camera or is that is that just um, Xiaomi? I think they might have the ultra version of that might have the big camera. Uh, oh yeah, no. So this is actually just introducing some of them. Oh yeah. So number one is I- Apple iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. So they put them both together. Uh, depends on which one you want. Um, let's see. We'll keep scrolling. Number two is Samsung Galaxy S22 Plus, the best Android phone to buy in 2022. But like, well, I I don't know about the Plus, but the Ultra one is like 1,300 euro. Uh, I'm sure you'd get it on some uh, deals where you pay, you know, 60 a month or whatever um, for a a bill pay and uh, you'd only have to pay four or five or six hundred or something. But uh, yeah, no, to buy them, just to buy them SIM free, they're they're expensive. Like, Um, but this is a money, no object one. So they wanted to know. (laughs) So the Ultra has a 10 times telephoto. Uh, zoom so I, I think for out and out specs the S22 Ultra is probably the number one but uh, in this review anyway they give the iPhones uh, they only have 12 megapixel or the, the, the Pro has a new 48 megapixel main camera which uses, uses pixel binning to maximize light sensitivity and produce 12 megapixel images also it has a 48 megapixel but it kind of it um, maximizes the photo uh, and it down. It sounds weird, but it actually brings it down. It uh, condenses it down to 12 megapixels to kind of uh, refine it and throws away the 
whatever is not useful to make it to make it a, a, a very very high end 12 megapixel image that kind of way uh, has two times telephoto so you see the specs are less but the results with iPhones but the results are as good as or not are better in some cases uh, but saying that now the S22 is excellent as well so uh, let's see number three is the Apple iPhone 13 so this is Slightly lesser specs, but you still have the same um, reliability and uh, and uh, use uh, uh, with just slightly the previous year's specs with the iPhone. So they still put it high enough there. And number four, Samsung. Oh, so this is the Ultra. They put the Ultra because I suppose the, of the higher price, they put it below uh, the, the Plus version. Uh, the Ultra moniker is Samsung's Galaxy lineup. No longer means you're getting the biggest phone now. It means you're getting the biggest phone and everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. The S22 Ultra offers no fewer than five cameras, a huge, bright 6.8-inch OLED with a 120Hz refresh rate, and oh yeah, a built-in stylus. So it's pretty much, yeah, the successor to the Note series. Uh, but more than that, it feels like the end game of slab-style smartphone development. Related, it costs to twelve hundred. It's even more here. I think it's near closer to thirteen hundred, twelve hundred, and something. Uh, at the heart of the S twenty two Ultra, the Snapdragon eight Gen one chipset paired with eight gig or twelve gig of RAM uh, performance is not surprisingly excellent. You'll rarely see the phone stutter or hesitate even while running graphics intensive games. Samsung is also promising up to four generations of. Um, OS version upgrade, so the Ultra should remain very good. Yeah, so yeah, that has like, if you want an out-and-out -out spec king, that would be it. A money no object, spec, highest specs, uh, big zoom, uh, big uh, megapixels, long-lasting battery, kind of an all-rounder. Um, the Samsung would be the way to go. The only thing is does, with Samsung, I, do, I think they've fixed it a little bit, but there was always a lot of bloatware and some people say, you know, the photos look very good, but very oversaturated. Samsung are kind of famous for oversaturating because it does look good. You know, bright yellows, bright pinks, bright blues, whatever it is. Uh, the photos really stand out, but it's a bit over uh, over the top. Some people say they prefer a more natural look. Uh, three times, tele ten times telephoto lenses plus a couple of software-based improvements. The Ultra's portrait mode photos are some of the best in the game with excellent subject isolation. Uh, but you know what? I've seen a few reviews now saying if you go all the phones on the market uh, and you go for the which takes the ultimate best photo, if you just had a photo competition and uh, I've seen a few different reviewers say now the brand new Xiaomi I think it's the Mi 12 S Ultra uh, has the one inch uh, sensor and it's about, is it 200 megapixels? Uh, it might be, but apparently that takes the the closest you're going to get to like an SLR quality photo uh, from a phone. Uh, now, in low light or in different conditions, the Samsung might beat it with zoom. It might beat it, but if it's photo best photo for best photo, apparently the the Samsung or the Xiaomi will beat it. Uh, the new 12s Ultra. Uh, I saw somebody tearing down. Is it? Um, there's a famous YouTuber that tears down. Or Jerry Rig, everything is his name. Uh, so I saw him tearing down that 12s Ultra to check out the the one inch um, sensor. 
And so he had two pieces of paper and one was a square with the four sides one inches and one is like a cross, like how you'd measure um, a TV from the top, say, right corner down to the bottom left corner. He had uh, two squares made out of paper for when he stripped it down to compare the size, is it really a one inch sensor? And so he stripped it all down and the sensor was smaller than both pieces of paper and he said, is this like false advertising or what? So what it is apparently is uh, how they measure uh, camera sensors is different uh, traditionally going back years and years is what they have is like a tube uh, with a one inch circular um, hole in the tube and they lay it down on top of the sensor and look down into it and if the if you can see if it just fills out the the corners of the tube then that counts as a one inch sensor uh so that's it it's actually much smaller than any of the lines there's no line or diagonal or crossways that actually measures one inch but um that's how they do it they they, they have a different way of measuring it so it sounds like they're cheating but they're not that's that's how they measure it so but it's still much bigger than um than all the other phones on the market. There, I think there was another phone or two that had that size of a sensor, uh, but that's the that's the big one at the moment, and uh, apparently that takes the best out-and-out photo. But I think the best all-rounder, purely money-no object for specs, is probably the Ultra. Um, yeah, so, and that's, yeah. start The, uh, the S22 Ultra 128 gig, Starts at a thousand in, uh, or there it's uh, it's for sale in, in uh, for a thousand in America, but I don't think you'll get it that cheap here at the moment. Although maybe if there's a new model out, uh, number five on their list of money no object is the iPhone uh, Apple iPhone 13 Mini. These are going to be much iPhone heavier because it's an American article. Um, so the next one is the Asus Zenfone 9. Uh, the Zenfone 9 features a relatively small 5.9-inch display and uniquely a unique camera stabilization system that mimics the action smoothing effect using a gimbal. Uh, so that's quite cool. Uh, that's a 700-euro phone. Uh, number six is the best uh, Google experience is the Google Pixel 6. Uh, the Pixel 6 uh, is a lot of phone for just $600. Um, oh yes, that's the standard one. So um, I think is it eight hundred ninety nine for the Google Pixel Six Ultra here, and maybe six nine nine for the standard one, and is it five nine nine or something for the for the the six E or something the 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 slightly cheaper version? But apparently they're all quite good to use if you're moving from Apple to um, Android. I suppose the Pixel would be the easiest would be the smoothest because that's mim- mimicking what Apple does. It's kind of, this, the, it's their own software, so they're going to optimize it for their own hardware and for their own cameras and things like that, so it would be quite smooth. Um, I actually, my own phone, as I might have mentioned on this podcast uh, recently, has been giving me a lot of trouble and I cracked the screen. <laughs> there has been a few things, so I'm actually after getting a new phone myself, but I wouldn't have that kind of money that of these ones to spend. So I actually got that nothing phone. It's Carl Pay's new company and uh, it's, uh, it's a good all-rounder as well. You know, it's not the, the top spec of anything, but it's, it's you know, 90% as good in every in 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 most ways and 
it's uh, it's quite a nice looking phone well built you know very it feels like an iphone you know iphones are famous for being really kind of premium and very um uh well made solid feeling so it's like that i actually just got it this morning uh, delivered so i haven't even opened the box yet now so i might have a a mini review next week uh, of the nothing phone one um you know normally i wouldn't be going for the first phone of a new company but um uh the the uh, the owner is had years of running oneplus and he has been working with the likes of snapdragon for the processor and working with a lot of different people to make sure that it was and spent a lot of time on uh, the software especially uh, and made it very uh, like no bloatware no more than you need uh, you know added on things that you don't need and kept it as smooth as possible has been working hard for fixing the early bugs because it's been out now for a month or two so uh, he's been working uh, to fix all the bugs and things like that. So, when I hopefully when I set it up and I do an update, um, it should work quite smoothly and things like that. So, looking forward to trying out my new and uh, nothing phone one. Plus, it's the one with the cool. <laughs> you know, I, I am a kid at heart, and uh, it's the one with that glyph interface that has the um, the all the lights on the back for different notifications and when it's charging and things like that. So. Uh, it's it's quite cool. It stands out. You know, it's it's the fashion icon phone of the year, definitely, because I noticed the likes of D-Brand, you know, they're a company that make um, phone covers and skins, you know, like stickers you put on the, the whole phone to change it into different uh, styles and things like that. They're probably the biggest one or the most famous premium one, we'll say. Uh, they have, uh, you know, it's called the Nothing Phone, the one I got. Uh, so they have a something uh skins or covers i think i think skins they're stickers and uh they're they're like high-end vinyl stickers kind of they're the something ones and they use the same font it's like a micro dot writing uh, as nothing do uh, and they uh, what it does is it mimics uh, because the back of the phone is transparent you can see into the phone at the back so what they do is they do uh, stickers for the backs of all the the, the top end iphones the Samsung Galaxy Ultras, the Xiaomi's, all the top ones to make your phone look like the nothing phone. You know, it's strange, but people with 1300 euro phones want to make it look like this 500 euro phone, you know, uh, so it's funny. Um, so I, I just I didn't bother with the sticker. I just went and got the phone itself. So, yeah, plus I wouldn't have the, the kind of money uh, to be spending on. Uh, so I spent half of that uh, for a good all rounder. You know, I don't need um, as you know, there is some compromises and the compromises I'm kind of happy with. You know, uh, I like they um, instead of getting the brand new Snapdragon 8 series chip, which would be the highest power chip, they got a 700 series chip and it was quite a good one. It's like uh, not quite a gaming chip, but it's quite good, like a budget, uh, powerful chip. And. The reason it was cheap is because it didn't have wireless charging, it didn't have 5G and things like that. So what they did was they went to Snapdragon and they asked them, uh, for us, can you build a custom version, add wireless charging, add 5G? Uh, so what the, the compromises in the chip were kind of done away with, they decided to, to, to work with them and they kind of almost co-promoted the phone with them when they were at the opening. They had the, the CEO of uh, Snapdragon was there and was talking to them 
um, and uh, was talking about the chip. So they, they custom, it's custom made, especially for the phone, and they helped them actually to set it up for the software because Carl Pay is really trying to make, I know I, I, Google themselves are doing it, but he's trying to do uh, a kind of an iPhone for Android. So he has kind of the aluminium frame, glass back in front, same as the new Androids, um, or same as the new iPhones. Uh, and he really wanted to make it, you know, the, the original philosophy of like S Steve Jobs. He wanted to be ver everything very symmet symmetrical, very nice to look at, clean, um, simple. And so that's what he's going for as well. He actually... If you look at any phones, uh, the top bezel and the bottom bezel are usually two different sizes. So he bought a, a flexible screen. So the screen underneath the underneath the frame actually bends at the bottom uh, around a small bit, uh, so that the top and bottom bezel, the lines at the top and the bottom, are are exactly the same size. So that's uh, rare. If if maybe the only phone that has the exact same size bezels all around, um, which is really cool. Uh, so they, even though it's it's not a top budget phone or top uh, top price phone, it's actually uh, quite good. A lot of work went into it, and it's quite well made and things like that. But I might come back next week and say it's useless <laughs> after trying it. I might be I'm I'm sending it back, but uh, I know hopefully hopefully it looks quite good. So I, let's keep looking at this uh, list for uh, is the George was sending in the list uh, looking for the the best out and out phones. Uh, number seven is Google Pixel Six A. This is the one I was talking about. Um, uh, it's under it's one if you. Although it's not money, no object, because if you were getting, the, you'd go for the six Pixel Six Ultra or Plus or whatever is the the main one. But this is the Pixel Six A. This is much of the same specs for five hundred. Uh, it's the the slightly cheaper version of the Google Pixel, but it's it's smaller. Um, it's only a ten eighty p screen, uh, sixty hertz sort of refresh rate. It's it's just less of everything. You get a little bit less of everything, uh, and it's a smaller phone as well, six point one inch. Uh, so if you like a small phone and it's very small, a lot of uh, most of the apples over the years have been pretty small as well, especially if you don't get the, the pro or ultra version. If you just get the standard ones, they've been pretty handy size, pocketable, as they call it. Uh, so if you are changing over one of them and you're thinking of getting an Android or anything like that, I suppose the, the likes of that would be quite good and it would be cheaper than most of the iPhones as well. Um, so number eight is this. Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. Uh, so I think of all the bendable phones, I think this seems to be getting the best reviews at the moment as well. The Galaxy Z Flip, which is the one that doesn't open like a book, it opens like the old flip phones. Uh, that seems to be getting, uh, seems to be of of all the, the different ones, it seems to be performing the best at the moment. 6.7-inch uh, screen. Uh, it's like a, st a slab-style smartphone uh, you're used to. So, yeah, it kind of looks like really uh, like a Galaxy, the, like that Ultra uh, Samsung, uh, only it, it bends in the middle. It pretty looks like that, but um, the screens are still, you know, uh, can be easily scratched and things like that because they are bendable screens, uh, so you have to be slightly careful with them. But the good thing is it, it, it folds in on itself, so when it is in your pocket, it... The inside screen won't be scratching off of screens and things like that. Uh, yeah, but uh, quite cool, though. I'm glad they're still going with it, you know, and, and evolving them and trying to improve on them, uh, the bendable screens, because a lot of the other ones didn't didn't take it up. 
Uh, number nine is the Galaxy Z Fold. So this is the one that looks like the book. Uh, is Samsung's latest folding phone. It is a pricey multitasking powerhouse, a phone and a tablet wrapped up in one device, like the Fold 3 before it. Uh, it's sized like a skinny smartphone that fits in your pocket, but it, it unfolds to reveal a tablet-sized 7.6-inch display on the inside. Uh, that inside screen makes everything from reading books and browsing web uh, to watching videos and playing music even more enjoyable and immersive. Uh, when you're doing it, uh, just fold it back up and stick it in your pocket like any other phone. You can use the 6.2-inch outer screen for simpler tasks uh, as you would on a slab-style smartphone, but the big screen is there when you need it. The Fold 4 is undeniably a gadget person's gadget. Yeah, I was just thinking there, if I won like the Euro Millions or something, that's probably what I'd have. Um, although I'd have a few phones, probably, but that, that'd be one of them anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, that's the, that's sixteen hundred. I thought there were even more. I think there might be even more here. That's in America. Uh, number ten is the OnePlus Ten T. So this is the the phone I was talking about that I'm after getting myself. The, the nothing phone. This is the former company uh, of Carl Pay, uh, who's the 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 founder of. Uh, founder of OnePlus and the founder of Nothing. So this is his former company. Is number 10 on the list, the OnePlus 10T. Uh, flagship performance for a little less money. Yeah, it used to be a lot less money, uh, but now it's a little less money. I've seen the their top one now is pushing on a 1,000 quid, is it? Is it 999 for the their highest price one, something like that, or 899? I think it's 999. Um the 10T feels like OnePlus coming back to its premium hardware at mid-range price. Also, they're trying to put the price down again on the on the T version. Uh, it's 649 phone with Qualcomm's latest mobile processor, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, uh, with a side of extremely fast wired charging. It's a whole deal. Uh, Top-tier performance, unreal charging speeds, all for less than 700. So that's quite good for the, the T model. Uh, the 10T includes a nice screen. 6.7 inches with a top uh, tier 120 hertz refresh rate um, but you can't have everything with a sub 700 phone and the 10t lacks a few things like you'll find the on the slightly pricier flagships uh, the list includes wireless charging and a robust water resistance rating uh, camera quality isn't quite up there with the best either it can be inconsistent though photos in good lighting generally look fine that's kind of what they say about the phone I'm after getting as well, that uh, in good light, it's a 50 megapixel, two 50 megapixel uh, cameras on the, the nothing phone. It's one is a stabilized um, Sony, uh, quite a good Sony uh, sensor. And the second one is a Samsung 50 megapixel, uh, but it's it's stabilized, but only... Um, only digitally stabilized, whereas the the Sony one has both digital and proper optical stabilization built in. So it, it should be good. Uh, it's a, probably the first phone I've had now uh, that will have optical image stabilization. So that should be quite good as well. Um, which just means it's if you're if you're running around a place doing a video or something like that, or walking on uneven surfaces, it should look uh, less shaky than it would otherwise with a with say a normal um, unstabilized camera. Uh, wire charging is is exactly as advertised. Fast, uh, really fast. In the US, it's capable of 125 watt charging. You'll need to use the included USB-C cable and brick. With them, you'll see the phone charge from zero to 30 percent in under five minutes. 
Uh, in 10 minutes, it will charge up to 60%, and a full charge is about 20 minutes. So that's that's very good. Uh, yeah, so like you you don't pretty much don't need to charge your phone at night. Just wake up in the morning, plug it in while you're having your shower, and it'll be full. Uh, so that's actually a good idea because they say it's bad to leave your phone plugged in all night and things like that. So if you have something that charges that quick, um, even I have my previous phone that I'm getting rid of now has I'm kind of downgrading on my charging a bit. All right, uh, the one I have is 65 watt fast charge, and the new one I'm getting is only 33 watt, but it should be fine anyway. Uh, but even that, anything with like 60 60 plus. Uh, if you're if you take more than you know half an hour getting ready in the morning before you go to work, uh, you could just um, plug in your phone then and get it get charge it up and then plug it out and it's done for the day. And don't bother charging it at night if they're if the battery's long enough to last. You know, uh, if it's at five percent going to bed, I'd be nearly plugging it in. But uh, if there's still twenty five, thirty, forty percent or whatever left, if it's you know say four thousand five hundred plus milliamp hour battery and you're not a heavy user, uh, better off just plug it in in the morning, top it up, and don't leave it plugged in all night kind of thing as well. So it might save yourself a bit of electricity that way too. Uh, so that's the list. Uh, we've gone through all the kind of high-end phones there and talked a little bit about the new phone I I got myself as well uh, to replace my broken phone. Um, but um hope uh, you've enjoyed that. So let's see what we have in some of the latest in tech. So everything Amazon has announced at its 2022 hardware event. A bunch of new Amazon devices were just unveiled, including the Kindle Scribe and Halo Rise. Uh, well ahead of the holiday or Christmas, as we call it, shopping season, Amazon introduced on Wednesday a slew of new updated devices, a Kindle e-reader and Echos, or Echo smart speakers, Ring and Blink uh, security cameras, Fire TVs and accessories and Eero network hardware. Um, that's a lot of different things. Most notably, the Kindle Scribe promises a compelling alternative for note-taking and a new Halo Rise sleep-tracking clock will give you slumber metrics without having to wear a smartwatch. The Kindle Scribe is also a highlight of Amazon's sustainability efforts. Meanwhile, the company plans to incorporate the Matter Standard the Matter Standard into Echo and Eero products this year, uh, with broad support in 2023 to make them more uh, compatible with other smart home brands. Oh, yeah, so they're trying to be more open to work with, like, say, maybe even Google, Google products and things like that. Uh, the company wants to become part of your... Oh, yeah, that's the, the Matter Standard. Yeah, so that's... I heard something about that, that they're trying to work with each other, uh, different companies, so you can... Uh, use your Google Assistant to activate an Android or to, to activate a, a Amazon TV or different different companies are trying to match up with each other so you can have five different company products that will all kind of work with each other, different operating systems. Uh, the company wants to become part of your lifestyle as well, embedding itself everywhere as part of the ambient environment with ambient intelligence. The latter translate into more AI in its products, like its new Alexa shop, The Look. Uh, so it's some kind of new voice commands for the Alexa. It says, Alexa, show me the one shoulder top. So I don't know what that, uh, something about clothing or something. And the free Fire TV streaming on the Echo Show 15. Uh, so you can watch, you can put TV things on 
like with the Google screen, uh, the one you can watch YouTube videos and things like that on. Uh, Astro, Amazon's home robot, will be getting, oh yeah, I've seen that, <laughs> it looks cute, uh, will be getting new features such as new alerts for caregivers and pet detection with video. Uh, Amazon has also expanded its integration with virtual security guard so you can monitor your uh, your small business. Uh, so that's quite cool, some of the things they're adding on. Uh, so this is some of the things. Uh, the Kindle Scribe is going to be $340, uh, including a pen. Uh, so it's one of the, it looks just looks like a sheet of paper. And it, uh, when you write on it, it writes in black like you're using a pen. Uh, so it's just like a virtual sheet of paper. Uh, for writing or for uh, reading and things like that. The latest in the Kindle family is it's a 10.2-inch e-ink e-reader that uses batteryless EMR, a batteryless EMR stylus. A premium version of the stylus supports erasing and offers a programmable button for an extra $30. EMR is a technology used by Wacom in its high-end graphic styluses, so you're bound to have a nice-feeling writing experience uh, that's a real perk for note-taking and annotation. So, yeah, it looks quite cool. You can do sketches, you can do little drawings. It just looks like you're writing on a piece of paper, but then you can save it and you can get up a new sheet of paper and or you can get back up an old one or erase things or do. So that's quite cool. I, quite, I like the concept. It's been around for years, but I like, the, I like how it works in that one. Uh, Amazon Halo Rise, uh, it's $140. Uh, it's going to be out in the fourth quarter, uh, designed to be an alternative to Amazon's Halo band for those who prefer not to wear a wristband or smartwatch overnight but still want to monitor their sleep. The Rise is a sunrise alarm clock with sensors that capture information about your movement and environment and just yours, not your sleeping partners. Uh, <laughs> time to learn a new word, polysomnography. It also, I don't know what that means. Uh, it also works with relevant Alexa routines and security. Uh, so it, it actually monitors your sleep. So it'll tell you the next day how many hours you slept and how well you slept and how much REM sleep you had and things like that. Uh, which is, I suppose, is handy to know. Uh, Amazon Echo Dot, a fifth generation one. Uh, Echo Dot, uh, it's going to be 50 quid. Echo Dot with clock, 60 quid. And Echo Dot Kids, 60 quid as well. Uh, the newest entry level Amazon smart speaker has much better bass output, retaining the same design and color lineup, uh, charcoal, glacier white, or deep sea blue. Uh, the Echo Dot with clock tasks uh, uh, tax $10 onto the $50 Echo Dot price for timekeeping. Uh, so, yeah, that's the reason actually years ago I bought an Insignia, I think it's called, speaker. It was actually from America, but they were actually selling them. People were buying them in America in Walmart or whatever it was and then putting them up on eBay uh, for a tenner extra. So I just bought one of them. But what it was was a big square box and it had a clock on it. And it was like uh, because I, I wanted to buy one of the Google speakers, but none of them at the time had any had a clock on them or anything. Uh, so I just bought one of those and uh, it's working good, working good. So that's actually a great sound out of it because it's quite big and um it has quite big speaker in it, so it actually sounds quite good. Uh, but now uh, they're bringing them into the likes of the Amazon um, uh, speakers now as well, have little clocks on them and stuff. And there's loads of them now. Lenovo make a smart screen and Google have their own screens and everything now since, but this was years ago. Uh, the clock can show you much more information as well. 
more dots on in the dot. The dot generally has more tap latitude and temperature control. Uh, the Echoes can also function as mesh Wi-Fi extenders. That's quite good. That's a good idea uh, for the for the Euro mesh system. Uh, the latter will also be a software update to the last generation Echo models. Uh, there's also a new Echo Dot Kids, also for 60 quid, redesigned with a new Purple Dragon and Turquoise uh, own owl-themed design and new voices. Also, it'll have different voices and stuff. So that's quite cool. Uh, so there's the Amazon Echo Studio. It's going to be 200 quid. It'll be out in October. In addition to a new Glacier White option, uh, all Echo Studios will get a software upgrade with spatial audio and better optimized frequency range. Amazon's Echo Studio gets a new color and better yeah, sound. Oh, yeah, so VF software update. Uh, so this is going to, it's just the, the more premium version with more high-end sound. I presume that's why they call it Studio. Um, Echo Auto second generation it's going to be 55 quid uh, to be announced uh, sign up to be notified you have to sign up with them to be notified uh, in addition to the new sleeker device there is a lot more Alexa capabilities including hands-free messaging music controls Whole Foods order notification. We don't have Whole Foods here. And custom assistance uh, so it's just a, a little microphone that plugs in uh, I don't know what it plugs into. It just shows a picture of the microphone. So I have never seen that product now. So I mean, not exactly. But it's what it is. It's just voice controls in your car that will answer different questions. Maybe it's just a little Bluetooth. Uh, connect connects into your radio or something like that. And um, you can uh, you can give it voice commands so you can keep an eye, keep your eyes on the road instead of on the stereo or something like that. There's going to be a new uh, Amazon Fire TV and accessories. Amazon Fire TV Omni QLED TV series. The Omni QLED version of the Fire TV Omni not only upgrades uh, to QLED screens over the current Omni, they have sensors to detect when you're in the room to trigger showing artwork for free. Uh, widgets or other content, uh, artwork for free? Oh yeah, widgets and other content using a new set of new sen- a new set of sensors. Uh, the TV now supports adaptive brightness based on ambient light. Oh, so that's quite good, actually. That's a good idea. Uh, a lot of TVs don't have that, but uh, I like it uh, to adapt uh, if you want it to, uh, to different light situations. Um, what else does it have? It doesn't give too much more detail about the, the TV, but uh, it's just a higher quality screen. It's not OLED, but it's QLED, which is uh, as maybe as close as you'll get without being OLED. Um Amazon Fire TV Cube, third generation, 140 quid. It doesn't give the price for the TVs, does it? Oh, yeah, 65-inch will be $800, 75-inch, 1100 Yeah, so uh, Amazon Fire TV Cube. Um, the updated Cube adds some notable new capabilities to the video streamer slash echo upscaling uh, to 4K, which improves video quality overall as well. HDMI input with global entertainment, device control and upscaling processing to other devices. The Wi-Fi 6E support uh, and it supports uh, with Wi-Fi 6E support. An additional USB port and more. There is uh, it's also faster than before and has more streamlined design. Amazon Fire TV, yeah, so that'll be 140 quid. So it's just uh, like an Android box, you know, uh, but it has a, it's a speaker and it also can connect to your TV um, and you can have all download different apps and things like that. So uh, it's quite handy for that. Uh, Alexa Voice Remote Pro. 
the Alexa voice remote pro secret weapon is the ability to locate and uh, the device with a voice command it has a motion activated backlight and buttons you can program to open specific apps or execute Alexa commands uh, so it's a remote control with voice commands for 35 euro that's another thing so they have a lot of new releases and uh, so Eero networking so Eero POE 6 Wi-Fi router um, 300 quid for a three piece bundle October it'll be out in October for authorised installers uh, Q1 2023 for ISP partners so uh, it'll be out first for their authorised uh, dealers uh, so POE stands for power over internet which is exactly where the new Eero Wi-Fi 6 mesh router system gets it from it draws power from an ethernet connection rather than from an outlet uh, so that's quite cool. Uh, so it can get power straight from the internet, and I presume it can get the internet as well. Uh, so it just means less cables and stuff. Eero's newest mesh router draws its power over ethernet, no outlet necessary. Uh, so 300 quid for the set, as I was saying. Uh, Eero PoE Gateway uh, is 650 quid. It's out on the first quarter of 2023. Uh, sign up to be notified with them as well for this one. Uh, the Eero PoE Gateway is a high-powered hub for devices that draws power from Ethernet as well. It supports incoming e uh, Internet speeds of up to 10 gigs per second and supports PoE energy output of up to 100 watts. Uh, so that can be the hub for all the, the other ones. Uh, and it can, it can send Internet and power at the same time. Uh, blink wired floodlight camera it's a new camera with a light built in uh, for outdoors it's going to be 100 quid and it'll be out in the fourth quarter of this year it has a 2600 lumen light uh, wh whenever it detects motion without needed without needing batteries uh, and you can pull up the feed on a compatible fire tv or echo show smart display with a quick voice command via alexa uh, so that's quite cool uh yeah i presume it's a wired one yeah it's a wired floodlight camera uh so the blink mini pan so the amazon have a lot of new products coming out uh blink mini pan tilt uh so this is a a, a home camera uh that's on a little stand that can tilt and turn left and right and look up and down uh so it's just a little square camera on a round um stand with a wire coming out of it there's a little picture of it here so um 30 quid or 60 quid bundled with the camera uh, bundled with the camera oh, why would you buy it without the camera uh what it says on the tin it's a motorized mount for the blink mini oh, okay so you can actually just if you have a mini already maybe it's just on a stand or something it's a little mount that it goes onto okay uh, that allows you to pan left and right tilt up and down via the app for a better remote viewing uh, so that's quite cool little camera uh, ring spotlight cam pro so this is another one uh, but the last one that i was talking about the floodlight one has two lights on the outside kind of pointing left and right with the camera in the middle this one is all one unit and it's kind of uh, the middle part is the camera uh, but it just looks like a light with the middle part is a camera uh, above and beyond the spotlight cam plus and other standard ring features it offers 3d motion detection to view an aerial style bird's eye view uh, when it detects motion a new audio plus feature promises to make it easier to hear any noises picked up by the camera's onboard microphones uh, that's 230 quid 
Ring Panic Button 2.0. So this could be good if you have, um, you know, vulnerable people in your household, maybe elderly people uh, or in general, if um, anybody breaks in, uh, it might be handy to have the likes of this panic button. An update of its panic button for Ring Alarm users, which can help, uh, which you can keep on a nightstand or mount, mount onto a nearby wall. It activates your home security alarm and can be configured to trigger assistance specific to medical emergencies or fires. Uh, so that's quite good. So that's all. That's a, a comprehensive list <laughs> of all the different Amazon products that are coming out uh, in their new um, new releases towards the end of this year and the beginning of next year. So. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Apple worsens sell-off uh, of uh, worsens sell-off in beleaguered growth stocks. Uh, Apple shares fell on Wall Street and piled pressure in other uh, growth stocks. Uh, this follows a report that the tech giant was dropping its plans to boost production of the latest models of its flagship iPhone. Uh, Bloomberg earlier reported that Apple had told its suppliers to curtail efforts to increase the assembly of iPhone 14 lineup by as many as 6 million units in the second half of this year on disappointing demand. Shares of the world's most valuable public company fell to $145.89 and were on track to open at a two-month low. Other growth stocks, uh, including Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Google's parent company Alphabet and Tesla, all fell between 1.5 and 3% uh, on the news. Weaker consumer demand is to be expected when utility bills are going up, interest rates are going up, mortgage costs are higher, uh, discretionary spending is going to be curtailed. And that seems to be a worldwide... This is an American story, but this could very well be from Newcastle West, you know. Uh, all that stuff is true, you know, that uh, costs are going up quite a, a bit at the moment, so these companies are going to suffer. That's uh, that's capitalism. <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, it, it goes up and it goes down when uh, it, it adjusts to what people uh, have to spend and things like that. So uh, they're going to have to tighten their belts if there's less income going in because less people are spending money. Uh, the new Dragonfly Hyperscooter is a rare, uh, speaking of uh, high-end or uh, expensive tech, here's another one, uh, is a rare four-wheel electric scooter. Uh, why ride on two wheels when you can use four? Uh, so... This is just like a skateboard with four wheels in the four corners. On the outside, the wheels are about the sizes of small plates, we'll say, outside at the four corners. And then there's a, at the very front, there's a, a T-shape, two handles uh, that goes up about waist height or just above waist height and a little screen on it. So it's an electric scooter. I presume the front part is a bit thick looking because it's probably the battery is maybe housed in there as well. And it looks like a rear motor built in so uh, it's just a big electric uh, skateboard with with chunky tires uh, so it looks quite cool uh, it's kind of one i could use because uh, <laughs> i don't know would i have balance on these two wheel ones or uh, these other ones that uh, are very uh, dodgy looking uh, this looks like a fine sturdy looking one uh, this unusual looking rideable looks like a beefed up skateboard with a steering column, but it's really a four wheel electric scooter called the Dragonfly Hyper Scooter. Uh, despite the extra axle, it weighs less than 40 pounds and can hit a top speed of, yeah, it looks heavier than 40 pounds. It can reach a top speed of 25 miles per hour. At least based on the specs and images I've seen, this is one electric scooter I'm very eager to test drive. 
It's currently available as a pre-order from UK-based Dragonfly uh, with an expected ship date in December. The Dragonfly hyperscooter is powered by a removable key lock, uh, 48-volt battery and a dual 550-watt motor with a peak output of 650 watts uh, with three riding modes. D1 beginner, is, which is 10 miles per hour, D2 intermediate and D3 up to 25 miles per hour. Um, wishbone suspension for stiffness or dual adjustable wishbones uh, you can choose between urban or all terrain uh, 10 inch pneumatic rubber tires upon purchase all terrain uh, ones used are textured for off road use but won't feel as smooth on city streets uh, so the price is £2,500 uh, or £2,720 uh, and for the DFX, the DF and DFX, the two body versions, uh, is three thousand pounds. So it's five hundred quid more. Uh, so that's quite cool, though. It looks cool, but uh, yeah, they're they're not cheap, but they're cool. Uh, the energy crisis has prompted one Dublin pub to make the most of rising fuel costs. Uh, Doyle's Corner. Uh, in Fibsborough in Dublin, is asking customers to come chill with them every Tuesday in October. They're turning the heating down. So customers have been asked to bring their own coat and get 20% off per uh, off their food bill. Uh, so that's quite good. If you, if you don't mind eating in, <laughs> eating in the cold with your jacket on, uh, you can get 20% off your, your uh, dinner. Uh, revenue soar 66% at Dublin Stripe uh, unit to 2.255 billion. Uh, so revenues at the Dublin unit of the Collision Brothers, uh, Collison, Collision, Collison Brothers uh, led Stripe last year soared by 66% to 2.255 billion. Uh, new accounts filed by Stripe Payments International Holdings Limited showed that the online payment business enjoyed uh, 896 million, uh, 0.9 million increase in revenues. So that's very good. Fair play to them. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4, the full uh, list of release dates. Deadpool 3 just landed in the release calendar. So I've seen the the, the trailer has really uh, gone viral where, um, uh, what's his name that plays Deadpool? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, sitting down on his sofa and Hugh Jackman is kind of walking around behind him and he's about to go up the stairs. <laughs> and then he says to me, hey, Hugh, do you want to play a Wolverine one more time? And he says, oh, sure. And then <laughs> just walks up the stairs. And that was the letting him know that um, that uh, the new Deadpool movie is going to feature Wolverine. So that should be quite cool. Uh, released a couple of announcement videos for Deadpool 3, aside from Jackman's inclusion in the film. Playing the character for the first time since 2017's Logan. Uh, the biggest takeaway is its release date, September 6, 2024. Uh, more exciting Marvel uh, tidbits leapt out from uh, Disney's 2020 D23 Expo in mid-September. Uh, we scored our first look at Disney Plus series Secret Invasion and Halloween special Werewolf by Night. Uh, so there's a big list here of... Uh, so this is stuff that's out already. 2022, uh, 2023, um, the Marvels. So it was supposed to be... Um, Captain Marvel 2, but then they char changed it to the Marvels because apparently Captain Marvel didn't do quite as well as they were expecting or uh, the character wasn't very popular. So they changed it to the Marvels. Uh, that'll be out in July uh, 2023. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, 
Blade, oh, there's a new Blade movie. Looking forward to that. Uh, November 2023, Captain America, New World Order is a new one that's coming out. And Deadpool 3, as we said, September 6, 2024. Thunderbolts, Avengers, The Kang Dynasty. Uh, new Avengers movie. New Fantastic Four movie. And then, oh, there's two new Avengers. Secret Wars is another one. Up, that's up to 2025, though. So, yeah, there's a lot. But new TV shows as well. Loki Season 2, Echo, Secret Invasion, Daredevil, Born Again, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, uh, Armor Wars. So there's a lot of stuff. Some I have heard of, some I haven't heard of. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, Google is trying to reinvent uh, search by being more than a search engine. The internet is more visible and more visual and more interactive than ever. Uh, so how does the world's biggest search engine uh, change to fit the times by refining the whole idea? Uh, so they're kind of giving not just right, they're kind of giving pictures and uh, as well uh, with your answers to kind of uh, give you an overall look. Uh, to answer whatever question you might have they're trying to blow up to blow up how you think about search uh, to say it's pivoting to uh, compete in a world where TikTok and Instagram are changing the way the internet works would be an overstatement but not a big one Google now exists in a more visual more interactive internet in which users want to be surprised and delighted as often as they just want an answer to their question. In that world, what is a search engine even for? So this is a long form article, but pretty much they're just trying to change search a little bit and add more photos and things like that. Uh, an Irish made animation is to make its debut on Netflix. Uh, My Father's Dragon from Kilkenny's Cartoon Saloon will premiere on the streaming service on November 11th. It includes the voices of Chris O'Dowd, Adam Brody, and Whoopi Goldberg. So that's quite cool. Uh, an Irish animation on Netflix. I must uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, so, yeah, this is just more about Amazon's Kindle Scribe. We talked a lot about that earlier. Amazon gives, another Amazon story, gives warehouse employees pay rises across the country. So that's good. That was always a complaint about Amazon that uh, they didn't pay their employees enough and things like that. So... Uh, the average pay of an Amazon frontline worker is now more than $19 per hour. Uh, so and uh, the minimum wage in America is like 10 or something like that. So uh, it's good that they're paying nearly double the minimum wage. Uh, so hope keeps going up and up. Uh, Apple to manufacture iPhone 14 in India. Um, Apple says today it will manufacture said today it will manufacture its latest iPhone 14 in India as the tech giant moves some of its production away from China. The company launched the flagship iPhone 14 at an event earlier this month where it focused on safety upgrades rather than new flashy technical specifications, with the exception of the new adventure-focused watch. Uh, The new iPhone 14 lineup introduces groundbreaking new technologies and important safety capabilities. We're excited to be manufacturing the iPhone 14 in India, Apple said, so that's good. Um, Automatic emergency braking is not great at preventing crashes at normal speeds. AAA tested four vehicles equipped equipped with AEB and found that the system failed to prevent the most common types of crashes at average speeds. Uh, automatic emergency braking is a pretty is pretty good at preventing low speed rear uh, low speed rear end crashes, but uh, the kind of uh, sucks when vehicles are traveling at more average speeds. According to new research from the American Automobile Association, 
uh, all the all new uh, all new cars sold in the US are required to come as standard with AEB, which forces which uses uh, forward-facing cameras and other sensors to automatically apply, apply the brakes when a crash is imminent. Uh, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety estimates that AEB may help to prevent 28,000 crashes and 12,000 injuries by 2025. Using four common vehicles, AAA wanted to put AEB to the test and see how it progressed since first rolling out production uh, vehicles uh, 20 years ago. What they found was not great. Automatic emergency braking does well at tackling the limited task it was designed to do, says Greg uh, Brannan, uh, director of AAA's automatic uh, automotive engineering and in- and industry relation in this statement. Unfortunately, that task was drawn up years ago and regulator slow speed crash standards aren't even haven't evolved. Um, AEB has proven itself useful over the years at reducing low-speed rear-end crashes, but AAA wanted to see how it performs in two more common and more deadly crash scenarios, T-bones and left turns in front of oncoming vehicles. From 2016 to 2022, these two types of crashes accounted for nearly 40% of fatalities in crashes involving two-passenger vehicles. Uh, with the striking vehicle did not lose traction or leave the roadway before the collision. The results were pretty varying uh, in both uh, the T-bones and left turns in front of an oncoming vehicle test. The EB failed to prevent uh, 100% of crashes staged by the AAA. The system also failed to alert the driver and slow the, the vehicle speed. In the rear-end collision testing, EB performed uh, better uh, as long as the speed was kept low. Uh, so yeah, it's not an all-round thing. It needs to be a, uh, it needs to be refined by the looks of it. Um, hopefully they can they can uh, make changes to that and update it. Uh, so this is just something about another one of the Amazon things we've also oh, Google Pixel Seven and Google Pixel Watch event. All the news announcements. So if you're thinking of buying a Google Pixel. Uh, any kind of because there looks like there's a new watch new buds and new phones all coming out so if you're thinking of buying a google pixel uh, unless you're getting it on sale or something uh, i'd hold off because there's a new model coming out soon they're going to be making announcements and um so if you can wait off a couple of weeks uh the vince on the 10th of october uh 6 p.m so they'll be talking about all the new products that'll be coming out so um, a whole batch of new phones, uh, earbuds, and a new watch, their first watch ever coming out as well. So that's been all the latest in tech. Hope you've enjoyed that. As always, you can call 069-66200 or 0871-669-800 or 102fm at gmail.com for email. And I'll talk to you again next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102FM.